So he managed in the first minute on here to talk about Evil Knievel and Chris Hemsworth. I he's think done he's, his homework. He's our favorite guest. <laughs> <laughs> he could be feeding baby ducks, and he would make it debauched somehow. <laughs> How many movies have a helicopter drop through the ceiling? Not I enough. Mean, come on. Grab your boots and your chaps, Fright Clubbers. We're going riding. And I know it's cold where we are. It's probably cold where you are, so it'll be a chilly ride, but that's all right. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about motorcycles in horror uh, this week. Welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we're from madwolf.com talking about the motorbikes. Um, but before we get to that, we want to say thanks to uh, everybody that chimed in, everybody that gave us some feedback over last week. The, the minimalist, minimalist horror, one, two, or three-person cast. It was fun to dig in, and it was a great idea. It was, and we can't take credit for the idea because... Uh, oh, yes, we can. <laughs> no, Michael gave us that idea, and we ran with it, and we loved it. It was a great idea, and we've gotten a couple... Um, the one that... It's funny, because Jen Dreadful posted this, I think, about 15 minutes after it hit me myself, and she said, Headhunter. And she's right. That would have been a... It would have fit perfectly. I think there is a total of three people in that entire film. And it is probably 90% a one-man show. And it's just so good. It's so well done. Saw it the first time. First time we saw it was at Nightmares Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And then Phil mentioned Dark Song. I feel like we talked about Dark Song, but I'm not positive. So in case we didn't, I want to bring it up because it's a great movie and he's correct. Everybody should see it. And The Autopsy of Jane Doe, Bob brought up... Technically speaking, there are more than just the two, actually three, sorry, main characters, but it is, for the majority of the film, just a chamber piece with those three people, and it's so much fun. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a fun one. I had to, when Bob brought that up, I had to give him a, a well-earned, don't! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great one. And then another one that is not a horror film, but fits this, and is such a great movie, and I think too few people have seen it, so I'm going to bring it up, and it's Survivalist. Yeah, you saw that a good ways before I did, and you just kept, you got to it, you got to watch it. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Not quite a horror movie, but but chilling. Yeah, uh, in post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I mean, it's creepy, but it's, oh, it's so good. Exactly. So those are good. Thank you for that. And as we said last week, we still have a bunch of possible topics that everyone one has uh, provided to us that we'll have that in our back pockets for a while. So thank you so much. And if you haven't, by the way, this is my uh, weekly chance to plug the new Fright Club podcast group on our Facebook, uh, which was, uh, again, uh, someone's got to step up and take credit for that. I know you're out there. It was your idea. It wasn't ours to make that Facebook group, and we did. So love to have you join us. Just send an invite, and we'll uh, no background checks involved. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll approve it right away, and we get a lot of fun talking about all sorts of horror stuff, fun stuff and new, new movies coming out that we're excited about and whatever. And we try to provide a fright of the day as well, just for your uh, viewing pleasure. So... So that's fun. All right, we've got a special guest today as we're talking about motorcycle horror. Was it Jamie's idea for this? I gave him, we knew we wanted to do something together. We were on Jamie, this is Jamie Ray of the Fave Five from Fans podcast, and we were on his show and were eager to have him on our show. So um, I threw him a handful of potential topics, and this is the one that he came back with that he was most interested in doing. Well, thank you, Jamie, and let's welcome him in. Glad to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, man, we're glad to do it. It's a great topic because, yeah, we have we have one waiting back in the garage at home for uh, better weather. We have a uh, Harley Softtail. Love to ride. Love to uh, dig into some of these movies. 
about motorcycles, or, or at least a little bit centered around motorcycles with some great sequences. Be honest, not many of these are good movies. But uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> but they're certainly fun to talk about. And I know both Hope and Jamie, you've both got some ones that were worth mentioning but didn't quite crack our list here. So, Hope, what do you got? Well, you know, it was mainly just that uh, movies that really aren't about motorcycles at all, but just had a couple of fun scenes. And this one, Girl With No Mouth, almost made the list. I had it on the list until I, full disclosure, stole one of Jamie's. And it's just, I love that movie, and nobody saw it. And it was just from last year. Yeah, it was just from, from last year. And there's only really one big sequence with a motorcycle, but it's a, it's, a, it's an important part of the film. Yeah. And, and it's just a good movie that I want I wanted people to see. And the other one, Zombieland, it's only one scene, but it's hysterical. <laughs> yes. Really good. <laughs> and we always love talking about Zombieland. And you know that, if you've... Uh, listen to many of these podcasts so we just had a couple there that were bubbling under what about you jamie what were you uh thinking of before you actually get to your top five well the very first thing that i have to say two words evil knievel yes I, you know I, I mean none of us would be here if it wasn't for the man oh. you know broke every one of his bones so many times jumped the uh the berlin wall with the bionic woman on the yes. back of his bike i mean the dude's done everything wait yeah. wait wait but he's, wait yes uh-huh what did he do he, he jumped the Berlin jumped. Wall with Bionic Woman on his bike. Yes, he did. Legendary Daredevil, Evil Knievel. I got bionic arms. I did a motion picture with Lindsay Wagner. I found out the name of her doctor. I went and had her doctor operate on me. I got steel plates in both arms. <laughs> I can hit it better. It's called uh, the Bionic Boogaloo or something. <laughs> and it's this really, God, I love Lindsay Wagner, but it's this really bad episode where he's like <laughs> evil could evil do it a traveling show and she rides on the back of his bike. So he jumps the Berlin wall, but you're kind of thinking, wait a minute, couldn't she have just jumped it by herself? <laughs> Never mind. I loved it. Oh. Six year old me was like, yeah, go evil could evil. Oh, you, you, I mean, evil can evil when I was a kid was just, there was a couple year period there where he was just everything. I had all the toys. Uh -huh. I had uh, everything I could posters um, and I think one of my, yeah, one of my, um, mouse pads here at work is an evil Knievel mouse pad. I mean, was all about it. And, uh, hope was nice enough to get me an evil Knievel t-shirt here a few years ago that I love. Oh, and at least, at least two years, I think when I was a kid, I went Halloween as evil Knievel and I just oh, loved yeah. it was, yeah, I would have just lived in that suit. I mean, you can't cause they're like paper. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, you were you're on my wavelength here with the evil Knievel. There we go. If you've seen anything, any of the any of the quote unquote acting that he did back in the day, he was quite the thespian. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing like George Hamilton playing evil right. Knievel, trying to act. It's oh, mm, good stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now that I have him out of the way, because all, all hail to our you know predecessors. First off, I have to mention one of the coolest double bike scenes, and I'm talking about Cherry Darling and Dr. Dakota Blocko riding Jesse James's Dominator in Planet Terror. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, awesome. And then, of course, El Ray is riding his little bitty pocket rocket <laughs> down the street. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then um, the guy that was Thor before we knew he was Thor, Chris Helmsworth, Jumping that ravine on his bike in Cabin in the Woods. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so he managed in the first minute on here to talk about Evil Knievel and Chris Hemsworth. I he's think done he's, his homework. He's our favorite guest. <laughs> <laughs> and and speaking of um, Planet Terror, that just reminded me. How can we forget Machete? Machete on his motorcycle. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Good stuff. Oh, good stuff, son. It's all but good. But even so, those didn't crack my top five. Mm. I'm just saying, it's going to be a fun ride on these two wheels of terror. It is. There are some all, all other really incredibly bad ones. I mean, there are some bad movies on my list. I've chosen some bad movies because they're enjoyably bad. There are some bad ones that I chose not to include because they're not enjoyably bad. So Blood Freak, don't watch that. And then um, mm. Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. Now, I kicked that around mainly because Billy Bob Thornton is in it. And so is Martha Quinn. And so is you'd know her. She was on a she was on she was famous on a soap opera for a million years, but I don't know which one or who she is. She's the lead. And but it's you one had of, me at Billy Bob Thornton and Martha Quinn. Right. <laughs> I love their work together. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those movies, unlike Blood Freak, which is just bad. But it's not trying to be bad. And so often I find those more endearing than the movies that are just trying to be bad. And that's really what Chopper Chicks and Zombie Town is. It's one of those movies that's trying to be bad and it doesn't do it very well. You can do that well. Mm-hmm. Psycho Goreman. Oh, that it does that so well. Oh, oh yeah. Psycho Goreman, which is out now if you haven't seen it. Um, but anyway, so uh, I thought Chopper Chicks was going to make it, but it didn't. All right. Well, enough about what didn't make our list. Let's go to what did. And uh, Jamie, you get to go first with your number five. Okay. So. This movie is a bad movie that I absolutely love. 2011's Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the sequel with Nicolas Cage at his cagiest ever. (laughs) Cage at his cagiest. Everybody talks about the Yamaha VMAX. We know it's a a beautiful bike and all of that stuff. But for me, it's the fact when the Ghost Rider gets onto the Bagger 288, the world's Biggest excavating machine built in Germany back in 1978. That front motorcycle wheel with its hell's fire coming off of it can excavate 240,000 tons of coal a day. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to be honest. We saw saw the first one. I I did not see the sequel. I didn't either, but no one else can see uh, Jamie's background right now, but it is a big panel from, well, from the comic. Yes. I love the Ghost Rider. And, and these movies get panned a lot. But I think that a lot of times when Nick does a movie that he loves, he leaves everything on the screen. And that's what he does in these two movies. Oh, amen. You know, he, so, yeah, he, yeah, he often leaves everything on the screen. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, let's go to our number five. And this is from 1972. Corda is a mysterious, articulate stranger who draws a cult-like following of local hippies. And this is Deathmaster. In the darkness of the moon, the Deathmaster appears saintly. You think you could teach us? Do you know that much about living, loving? Yeah, show us. It's the man with all the answers, right? If you ask the right question. Mesmerized disciples dance. And death takes a murdering holiday. Robert Corey, right? Count Yorga. And sometime in the middle of the Count Yorga films, he did this just one-off where he plays sort of a Charles Manson type character. And it's one of the things that I think you find in England and America. So we go back and forth a lot on this, these two lists in the late sixties through the mid seventies. That's with this boom in motorcycle movies in about probably 70% of them. It's motorcycle hippies, 
Satanists. They all just braid together. And somehow that was a massive part of our consciousness at that time. And that had a lot to do with Charles Manson. And so this movie takes that to the next extreme because once they cast Quarry as the lead, as the Manson character, I guess they just felt obligated to make him a, a vampire because of the Count Yorga films. So he's he's this hippie guru, love child, sort of cult leader who also is a vampire for no reason anybody can think of. But it starts off when a group of motorcyclists get into it. And it's one of those things where like the townies and the motorcycle guys and they're all going to like, and uh, it's, it's like the same scene you see in like nine of the movies that we're going to talk about today when the motorcycle gang all shows up in town and everybody is so evil and angry. And then inexplicably, a couple of them just hang around the town and never leave. And then, of course, they all wind up being sucked into this cult. It's a terrible film. (laughs) It's a terrible film. But it is it has this weird charm about it. Yeah. And you mentioned the Count Yorga movies and Robert Quarry. Actually, he wears the same set of prop fangs as he did in those movies because he had them specially made by a dentist and just used them. They worked here. I'm a vampire there. I'm a vampire here. I'll do it. Yeah, it's probably why they made him a vampire in here. He's like, you know what? I got the teeth. <laughs> Maybe they were still stuck from the last movie, and, you know, he just had to roll with it. If that's not true, it should be. All right, well, we would go to Jamie's number four here, but uh, we stole it. We're going to be talking about it a little bit further up our list, so we're going to go right to our number four, and this is back in the 60s, 1963 for this one. An American tourist, a youth gang leader, and his troubled sister find themselves trapped in a top-secret government facility experimenting on children. These are the damn. Smash, smash, smash. A game for the wild ones, played with the passion of the damn. What's it all for? What are you trying to make out of these children? Answer me. Will you answer me? And I know you probably know that the uh, English punk band The Damned took their name from this movie. I do know that, which is very exciting. But I'd actually never watched it before. This is the first time I sat down and watched it. And I did not know, first of all, and I know that it's in the trailer, so everybody heard it, that black leather black leather song it's so it's so stupid it's so stupid and they sing it throughout this whole movie and it's so dumb and it's in my head right now also i didn't know oliver reed was in this movie at his youngest and most sultry uh, oliver reed in this movie and he just takes the whole thing up a notch because for some reason no matter what he's in and what he does in any film at any age there's something lurid about Oliver Reed. And since the whole film is him trying to keep his sister away from this American tourist, who, by the way, is 30 years too old for her, it makes it seem like he is lusting after his own sister. And that's the most interesting thing about this movie. The IMDb critic rating for this movie is like in the 70s, which is insane. It's two separate films, basically. It's like this, you know, youthful punk band of of Brits in their super mod clothes, which is a sidetrack. We got filthy hippies on motorcycles, and they seemed like they would smell terrible. England, they got all these adorable mod guys with these hip clothes on, and they seem very showered. And I think, I, we got the wrong end of that stick. Anyway, so, but that's what it, it makes you believe you're watching, and then you're not. You You wind up somehow inside this deep cavern full of radioactive children. It's two completely separate films just stitched together. With Oliver Reed staring longingly at his own sister. So it's a train wreck, but I loved it. Well, you're right about Oliver Reed. He, I mean, he could be feeding baby ducks, and he would make it debauched somehow. 
I mean, his face just screams it. Hi, duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our number four. Let's, uh, Jamie, you're up. Number three on your list of motorcycle horror. Well, I've got to say I am so happy that Hope cut this one off her list because I scooped it up as quick as I could. <laughs> I'm talking about not just bikers, not just hippies, not just Satanists, but there's also werewolves on wheels. <laughs> this is just, ever since I've seen this movie, I have made it a rule in my life to never take bread and wine from some really nice Satanists. <laughs> it's just good it's thinking. Just, you know, I mean, it's like a rule in your life, you know, but I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen this movie. It's a great film, you know, a whole bunch. Of, they're actually called the devil's advocates and they have the, you know, all of the normal scenes that the bikers have, they show up, they cause problems at the, at the gas station. And then they, they come across these nice Satanists who drug them and then turn the bikers, uh, his girlfriend into a werewolf. And she quickly shares that curse with him and hilarity ensues. But I don't think it was meant to. <laughs> <laughs> I love the premise. I love the title. Uh, Hope knows how much I just love titles. And you, all you got to say, Werewolves on Wheels. Yep, I'm in. I have to say, though, the very first time, the first time I heard of this film, I wanted them to be on roller skates. I got to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought of another episode. <laughs> Never mind. It's unwatchably bad, this movie. It is unwatchably bad, but it does. It has it has everything that everybody was putting together in your motorcycle horror film at the time, like you say, and then they threw in werewolves, and you got to think, well, I mean, it's ambitious. I'm sorry that it turned yes. out so badly, but it is it is ambitious, and the thing that the, the movie, actually, I was hoping that I was wrong about the movie I Drink Your Blood. I wanted that to be on this list, but there are no motorcycles mm -hmm. in that, but that's what this movie reminds me of, is I Drink Your Blood, which... In, as these films go, I actually like. I mean, it's not a great movie, but I, I it's disturbing. But yeah, this almost made my list. Yeah, I think one of the things that takes away from this movie is how all of the guy, the biker scenes where they're riding around and everything are so like fuzzy and it, it's hard to read. And then the rest of it is a lot more clear. So it looks like they just paid a bunch of guys to ride around on bikes and then film the rest of the stuff. Werewolves on wheels. I love it. I think that, oh. that, that, that just demands a sequel. <laughs> I think we, we need that. Um, all right. So back to our list and we're up to uh, number three on our motorcycles and horror back to the seventies. Always love that. This is an amiable psychopathic leader of a violent teen motorbike gang spurred by his mother, a Satan worshiping spiritual medium into committing suicide and returning to life as an undead. This is psychomania, AKA the death wheelers. They were just ordinary troublemakers as long as they lived. But they return from beyond the grave with superhuman powers, unleashing an unholy reign of terror that holds an entire community in the grip of psychomania. You can only die once. After that, nothing and nobody can harm you. Psychomania. So a little bit of confusion here on, on the title. Is it a case of America got one title and uh, England got another? Yeah, it's a British film, uh, and I've only ever heard it called Psychomania. But if you look it up on IMDb, uh, apparently when it was released in the United States, it was called Death Wheelers. Uh, but I, I think anytime you've ever, I mean, you know, in sort of horror circles when it's discussed and bandied about, I've only ever heard it called Psychomania. And it's got a great, it's got some great poster art, which is mainly, 
I think it doesn't really come up that much because it's a great movie. It comes up because it had some great poster art, but they use the Psychomania title. It's another interesting blend, although they're not hippies. They are mods, so they are dressed better. And they're sort of more adorable. And one of the things I love about this movie that other movies are smart enough to avoid, and this movie just runs right into, is this terrorizing group on their motorcycles. They do things like run trucks off the road. Because when you're in traffic, moving, a motorcycle is so much scarier and more intimidating than a truck. And I always thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because if the truck would have just just a quarter of an inch to the left, the guy'd be dead. But instead, he gets all (laughs) flustered. He drives off the road. His truck does what? It explodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so stupid. And they also do things like uh, ride through walls that are clearly nothing but painted styrofoam. But okay. And uh, one of the stars here, Nicky Henson, uh, he said, at least during one interview, that he thought this film was terrible and uh, decided to be in it just because no one would ever see it. And he's surprised how decades later he just kept getting asked about it. So you never know. Also, the final the final feature film for longtime actor George Sanders was this movie. Who actually killed himself. I know, which After is the weird. first screening. Yeah. I know, and you'd hate to, I mean, you hate to link the two, but his suicide note just said, I'm so bored. Wow. It's very sad. It is. It's very sad. Way to bring down the room. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Bummer. You know, all I could think of is that if a werewolf on a motorcycle drove up next to my truck, maybe, maybe I'd wreck. Yeah, see, I'm see, wait, yeah. that's right. Now that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Psychomania, a.k.a. the Death Wheelers, uh, are number three on Motorcycle Horror. So that's, uh, we're moving up. We're moving up and getting better, question mark, all the time. So we need number two for Jamie Ray's list. So I am actually going to go and say this is a good horror movie that has a cool motorcycle scene in it. Okay. I'm talking about Lamberta Baba's 1985 Demons. I love this film, this and the sequel so much so that, that like my 16 year old self went down to the airbrush shop and had them spray paint. They will make cemeteries, their cathedrals and the cities will be your tombs on a big black t-shirt. And I wore it everywhere. Nice. Yeah. I was so cool. That's com- um, <laughs> that is commitment. <laughs> so everybody knows who see this movie, you've got this katana wielding, head chopping, motorcycle riding George and his girlfriend Cheryl. We'll call her jump Hope. On, let's call her Hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because I know you love my weird out there research, I'm almost positive that this was a 1984 Honda XR600. By comparisons of the front cowling over the lights and the black on the uh, muffler, but I'm not making any promises. I actually, so, that is film. the truth. Yep. I love that about your show. I love the, uh, I do. <laughs> yep, I love that. Yep, and the well one, done. the one that we all did together about horror hometowns and how you had like a population and the number of, I mean, you had it down. I, I always find that very impressive. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so interesting enough, later on, I realized that the, the actor who played George, his name's Urbano Barberini, please, I probably just totally wrecked that. He also plays inspector in opera and he plays in both gore and gore too for all of you fantasy film fans. Oh, out there. yeah. Yeah. So, so he's Italian. You're saying that. Yes. <laughs> bueno. I don't know. I don't, 
I could say Brie in French. That's about it. Uh, you know, that's about worldly things go. <laughs> I lo- I do like this movie. Um, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of of Italian horror. I like Lucio Fulci a lot because. The movies don't make any sense in like a good yeah. way. And I feel like that this movie has a little bit of that going for it. Also, I love the whole fantasy that it's happening inside a movie theater. So it's a horror yeah. film that's really about horror movies. And but like you're saying, I mean, the, the great and the, uh, there is actually a lot about this movie that I like. But uh, but you're exactly correct that it's that the scene, uh, you know, so the, the motorcycle and the sword, they're props in the theater that these right. two take to to make their way out of this infested theater. And it's a great scene. And how many movies have a helicopter drop through the ceiling? Not I enough. Mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Number two, demons uh, on Jamie's list of motorcycle horror. All right, so as we get up to number two for our list, this is the one that we just blatantly stole uh, from, from your list, Jamie. So I hope you don't mind. This was your number four, and it's our number two. And it's a newly engaged couple having a breakdown in an isolated area seeking shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frank Inferter. 1975 Rocky Horror Picture Show. You've never seen anything like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is wonderfully weird. They're probably foreigners with ways different than our own. It's fabulously freaky. It's a trip to transsexual Transylvania. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. So give yourself over to absolute pleasure. See the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I really love that rock and roll. Come on, meatloaf riding a motorcycle with a saxophone strapped to oh, his yeah. back. Oh yeah. Oh, what 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 you know what, what what more do you want in a movie? And it's the Rocky Horror yep. picture show. We never are mad about a chance to talk about it. And it's interesting that the scene with the motorcycle has to do with meatloaf, of course, playing Eddie. And it's one of the things you just for for us you just can't get away from in the Rocky Horror Picture Show is Meatloaf's voice because even if he's not in the scene he had such a strong voice at that time every song you can hear him in the background every time mm-hmm. you definitely can and then it's a great scene the one that he comes out on that motorcycle but also I mean one of the lines from that movie that we quote a lot is you know life is pretty cheap to that kind as the as all the motor the Transylvanians are passing them on the road heading to the to the uh, party at the Frankenfurter's castle when you sent us your list and I saw that it was on there and realized that I'd forgotten it I was just I was ashamed Jamie I was ashamed oh no 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 and we waited until one minute before we started recording to let you know <laughs> that I was stealing it so as far as you know knew it was going to be on your list and not ours but I'm a thief I'm a thief <laughs> You are a thief. I am. I, I've been practicing that song for weeks. So, you know, it's okay. I still got to sing it. That's all I'm worried about. It's funny because that song we often bring up when we're talking about it. Over the years, people have just sort of accepted that the title of that song is Hot Patootie, but it's not. It's Whatever Happened to Saturday Night. And uh, But Hot Patootie's fine. Everybody knows what you're talking about. And th- that's such a pivotal scene in the movie, really, because it's such a big reveal. Meatloaf has said over the years in various interviews that actually uh, there were injuries, including to himself, done trying to get these this scene with the motorcycle uh, accomplished with 
some fake handlebars, and then they used a real motorcycle. And it, at one point, he ended up with, uh, according to him, a, a deep cut on his head getting this done, trying to you know maneuver a motorcycle in there. Well, that's perfect because he has a deep cut in his head. I know. <laughs> it's just commitment to character. It is. And Mr. luckily, there was a doctor in the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> My thing about this scene, though, is the very end when Frankenfurter follows him back into the deep freeze with a pickaxe and just destroys what he had created mm-hmm. again. And a lot of people kind of just gloss that scene over, but that is that's the horror part of that movie. And it's it's watching it again to get ready for this. It's just brutal. It is a great scene. It is. And it's a showstopper. And when he comes back out and he's all covered in blood and he's just handing the rubber gloves, you know, and then he he still wants everybody to just still like him. And it, it like that scene alone. I mean, Tim Curry is as perfect as any actor has ever been in any role in that movie. But that scene alone re- really encapsulates his whole character. Yes. And everybody knows you serve meatloaf with a knife. But that's <laughs> Well played. Check that joke off. Well played. Hey, I'm done. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, that is Jamie's number four and our number two on motorcycle horror. So we've got we've hit the top. So for Jamie's number one, well, we'll we'll let you uh, reveal it and then we'll we'll dig in. What do you got? Okay, so I do know that this is motorcycles in horror movies, and you guys all do horror movies, and you know that I love that. But when we talked about this, there was only one thing that came to my mind, and it had to be number one. So I bent these rules and thank you. That's why I'm not making a big deal after hope being a thief, because you bent the rules enough to let me do this. My number one is not a movie, but it is an episode. It is the episode chopper from Kolchak, the night stalker, January 31st, 1975. As a, as a kid, this movie scared the crap out of me. I mean, the headless horseman on a motorcycle with a sword, <laughs> killing all of his biker buddies, you know? And look, there's Thurston Howell the third. Right. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And then and look, there's Frank Burns. <laughs> exactly. And then you look at the, the credits list and you see David Chase from The Sopranos. And, uh, and then you see uh, Robert Zemeckis. He was involved in the story. And, uh, you know, when, when Hope told me this was your choice, as soon as I heard Kolchak, I'm like, oh, yes. I'm in because much like evil, <laughs> much like evil Knievel, you're speaking my language. I loved this show when I was a kid. I loved it, and it it scared me too. You know, to a point at the time and when it was on TV. But uh, you look at it now, of course, and it's just it's just so silly. I mean the the effects of that headless horseman on the motorcycle. I mean, really, it's like nine feet tall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but uh, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm always down to talk about uh, talk about Kolchak, and it was so funny too how these people try. It's sort of like you were saying, Hope, about the uh, illogical nature of the bikes running off a truck off the road. These people can't figure out how can I get away from this guy on a motorcycle who's who's clearly yeah, as you said, ten feet tall with this with some shoulder pads on. They just can't figure it out, and they're tripping over these boxes that are empty and all just and are positioned just enough that he can slice off their heads. And they make ramps out of them too. How right. does that happen? Well, it was the the evil Knievel. You have to you know it was that That's whole right. vibe. You got to jump something. That's right. I have to tell you that not only did Zobekas have something to do with this was actually his very first, if I'm not mistaken, his very first writing, and he co-wrote it with Bob Gale yeah. from Back to the Future. Yeah, amazing. You know, I mean, these two guys would go on to make some amazing films, you know? 
And of course, it's, we it's we, we got to mention D- Darren McGavin, who was just perfect throughout this mm-hmm. whole series as as Kolchak. Oh, yeah. This should have gone on for ten seasons. I mean, they were so so great. I loved it. I watch them over and over. It's one of those comfort films, you know. You just oh, what am I going to watch? Ah, I'm going to put Kolchak on. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I did a show once about the best shows in the '70s, and the one that he does with the. Um, the creature that can take people the form of the thing that people trust the most. Just, I love that show. I love that show. Hope's just, and, si- Hope's just sitting here shaking yeah. her head and looking at the floor. <laughs> she doesn't understand. She's an eighties kid. She does not understand. Nope. That's okay. We still love you, but we're right on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. I love Kolchak and Chopper. We were, at least I was happy to, uh, to wave the rules for that one. That is good. Uh, so we'll go to back to, uh, back, back to the, uh, theater, the big screen for our number one. And this is from 1975, two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual race with the devil. Why? What's wrong? What are you guys up to? We saw somebody murdered. What? Some sort of ritual across the river. A girl got stabbed. They're chasing us. Starring Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. There was nowhere they could hide. Alice, look what was stuck to the back window. It's some kind of message. Witchcraft. Witches! When you race with the devil, you'd better be faster than hell. So Peter Fonda... 1975. I mean, obviously, a motorcycle is going to be involved. Warren Oates, yes, please, all the time. And Loretta Swit. And, you know, uh, uh, she doesn't show up in that many bad horror films. This is not actually not a bad horror film. This is the second MASH cast member we've we've uh, mentioned here. Well, they That's were right. very big in the 70s. They were. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one that would also fit easily in um, RV horror, which we'll have to do one of these times, Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Because Warren Oates and Peter Fonda have this RV, it's Warren Oates' RV, and they're, which is another hugely 70s thing, the, the four of them, the four couples are going to drive cross-country for their vacation, and they just keep talking about how awesome this mobile home is. And it's funny, you know, in retrospect, you're like, that would be just misery, what you're doing right now. But they have their motorcycles along with them for the ride, and when they stop one evening to, uh, you know, just to, to camp for the night, the two guys get their motorcycles out and they uh, tool around and stumble across what? 1975 horror movie? Motorcycles? They stumble across Satanists. Of course they do. I don't know what else you can possibly hope to find on your motorcycle. And so then, though, what is, it was interesting is how that formula actually works in a movie that has some talent. Because... So then, you know, they're in Texas and it's not like they have cell phones and they're trying to get someplace so they can report this human sacrifice that they just witnessed. And then it's just like any of those sort of road pictures through Texas uh, horror films at that time where you don't know who's all involved. It's going to be a long stretch of nothing before you get to the next town. Everything is creepy. Everybody is suspect. It's very tense. I found it very tense. It is, in a lot of ways, a lot of what I'm already afraid of. But it really ratchets up the tension until you finally think things are going to be okay. And I think that the last scene in this movie is still quite affecting. And it had some staying power because some of the the chase scenes were used as stock footage for an episode of The Fall Guy in 1981. That's some staying power right there. (laughs) There you go, Hope. There's an 80s TV. Is that more your speed? (laughs) I have to say, though, that the thing about this movie is 
I watched it probably in the early nineties and I did a, a double feature with that and duel. Oh, and nice. Duel, yeah. You want to talk about a good road movie night, you know, nicely done race with the devil. Number one on our list of motorcycle horror. So, Hey, we got nine of them in here and even more that we talked about that didn't quite make it. So let us know what we missed. If any, you can always find us uh, easily join the conversation. Keep it going on our Twitter at Fright Club Pod. And uh, Jamie, I know you've got the Fave Five from Fans podcast, but uh, where else can everybody find you? Well, I'm on Twitter at Fave, the number five from fans. And then we have a shiny website called Fave Five from Fans.com. And I um, have a new little project I've been working on called Complete Disarray with Jamie Ray. And instead of lists, I just invite somebody in and we just shoot the breeze about one subject or not. And that just comes out sporadically, but it's when we do fun stuff. Pretty soon we're going to have a, an episode about blood suckers from outer space. And if you want to talk about a bad horror movie, that's the one we're going to talk about. I also heard that you're going to have an upcoming episode about Evil Knievel that I would be guesting on. I, you are so, how did you know? I haven't <laughs> even put that on the schedule yet. <laughs> you know, I just, I felt it. That's awesome. And I like that title too, Complete Disarray. That's good stuff. We're still trying to decide what our topic is going to be next time. So we're going to do a Twitter poll of some of the Facebook group suggestions. So you look look out for a Twitter poll for our potential topics. Edgar Allan Poe, which was one that Jamie was fond of. Libraries, insects, or parks and playgrounds. And then after that, March is going to be a fun month. Because first of all, the Oscar nominations will finally be out. So we can do our Skeletons in the Closet episode. And also because our son is going to join us for our March podcast. And we're going to do F- Thanks. Yeah, effed up families. That's going to be what our topic is. <laughs> what was your inspiration for that? <laughs> All right, good stuff. We hope to hear from you. And uh, please, if you haven't already, join us on the Fright Club podcast group on Facebook. Love to have you uh, playing with us in there. So until next time... Keep in touch if you can. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Jamie gets to do the honors. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Stay frightful, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>